you're not qualifying, you're going to run into a lot more no's and that's going to mess up your confidence. And that confidence is everything because that's, you have to be confident when you're selling. If you're not, you're just going to like whittle your prices down more and more and more. And that's eventually what did happen. What was that drive? Where does that come from? Every single day was just a day that I knew that I needed to do something else. And that did just the pressure of that building up. Also wanting to, to make videography my career and also wanting to be successful and success is defined in many very very different different ways but success for me defined at that moment was running a, a business that made more money than i was currently making this is why success is a, is a funny thing because we all get in our own heads when we're in the current moment if i looked back to 2019 i would consider myself very successful right now in the current moment i'm thinking i have all this stuff to worry about i got this to worry about oh my god what's, what's with this they say for every level there's another devil the coolest thing about video is people can get to know you before ever even meeting you it automates your sales process in that aspect people got to feel like you're going to be able to deliver on what you're trying to sell them and funny enough if you're charging more that kind of builds that in because if you charge less they're going to look at you as less basic psychology i remember going downtown call not colorado springs downtown kansas city <laughs> walking into businesses and then being like can i make a video for you for free and people just look at you like you're stupid and it sucks because you got to go through a lot of no's for that too you got to go through <laughs> no's for free <laughs> and it teaches you a lot of things though because it's not free what it's going to cost them is their time it's going to cost them the energy that they have to put into making this thing that they don't even know why they're doing it because it's free i think you build those case studies though from the free ones when you go into a networking meeting identify the person who is the the biggest in the room and go up and go up to them and punch him in the face <laughs> don't do that yeah he was he was chaperoning it like he was doing the mc stuff he was talking on stage and like i just knew he, he was glowing the most out of everyone in the room and so i walked up to him went to him got his card and like reached out to him and he was like i do have this project i want to do and i was like let's do this Welcome to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast, where we discuss business principles and provide real-life insight into the lives of everyday business owners and entrepreneurs. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe or leave a review wherever you might be listening. Now, let's talk business. We interrupt this program to bring you our sponsors, the people who help make this show possible. Dope Tees! Dope Tees is one of our fresh new sponsors that we have for you today. Dope Tees is here to help level up your style game. They're all about killer designs and top-notch quality. Seriously, go check them out. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing dope tees right now. This is a tee that I'm wearing that is a dope tee. Thank you, dope tees, for supporting us and helping us do what we do here at the COS Business Podcast. Curious? Head over to Dope Tees' website right now. That's www.dopeteez.biz. B I Z. That's www.dopeteez. Yes, check it out. We're thrilled to introduce our newest sponsor, Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care. Are you tired of the hassle that comes with traditional healthcare? Pinnacle is here to change the game. For just $68 a month, you get direct access to your primary care physician without the need for insurance, copays, or deductibles. Yeah, you heard that right. It's healthcare simplified. The benefits of using Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care is strong doctor-patient relationships. Enjoy extended 30 to 60 minute office visits and get the individualized care you deserve. Convenient access to care. Whether you're at home or travel the world, you can reach out to your local doctor via chat, email, or video visits. Cost-effective treatment. Pinnacle believes in radical transparency, offering you cost-effective care without any hidden fees. So, if you're ready to take control of your health and be an active participant in your healthcare journey, Pinnacle Advanced Primary Care is the way to go. Visit their website at PinnacleAPC.com. That's PinnacleAPC.com. Franchise, Franchise Succeed. Succeed. Franchise Succeed brings a wealth of knowledge to the table. 
boasting a team of over six decades of combined experience in franchising and financial planning. They specialize in helping business owners elevate their companies through franchising. What sets them apart? Expertise in multiple industries. Whether you're in retail, finance, or energy exploration, they've got you covered. Tailored strategies. They work closely with their clients to understand the unique needs and goals developing customized investment plans. Ethical approach. Integrity and ethics are at the core of their operations, ensuring they work with only the best and most qualified partners. They can help you. From customer service policies to million-dollar marketing programs, they've got the expertise. If you're thinking about franchising your business or need strategic guidance, look no further. That's FranchiseSucceed.com. FranchiseSucceed.com. Our next sponsor is a company I like to call, and they like to call themselves too, Planet Planet Duct. If you're in Colorado Springs and surrounding areas and you haven't heard of Planet Duct, you're missing out. They're not just any air duct cleaning company service. They're NADCA NADCA certified specialist. Here's what sets them apart. Powerful equipment. Their team is highly trained to give your air ducts a cleaning that is literally out of this world. Comprehensive cleaning. From blowing the dust from your duct vents to cleaning the truck lines, they've got it all covered. They even clean the return drop blower wheel and filter compartment. Safety checks. After all that cleaning, they do a free carbon monoxide check to ensure your system is safe. Time efficient. Depending on your home size and project scope, they typically take about three to five hours to get the job done, and they get it done right. So if you're looking to breathe a little easier, give Planet Duct a call. Trust us, your lungs will thank you. Visit their website for more information at planetduck.com. Our next sponsor is Recon Marketing. And you know what? I'm going to tell you why Recon Marketing rocks. Their expertise. They know the ins and out of marketing like the back of their hand. They have many of years of experience in doing this, and you can trust them. Free consultations. Not sure if they're a right fit? They offer a free consolation to help you decide. And if that wasn't enough, the co-host of this episode today right now is Marcus Alvarado, who is the founder of Recon Marketing. Custom solutions. Every business is unique, and Recon Marketing tailors their services to meet your specific needs. Results driven. They focus on delivering real measurable results. So connect with them today at reconmarketingservices.com. That's reconmarketingservices.com. So now we're going to dive into this amazing episode. Welcome Welcome back. back. To another episode of the COS Business Podcast. Today we have another very special episode because we have our co-founder, the great, (laughs) the wonderful Andrew Hasley, owner and founder of Veeman Visuals. How you doing today, brother? Thank you for having me. This is this is such an honor to be on this show. I've been watching it. I've been a long time listener. You have, Mm -hmm. yeah. You dressed very nice (laughs) for this episode too. You got the whole black coat Mm -hmm. and uh, red. Yep, yep. I feel disrespectful if you wear dress shoes. Why is that? Because I think that you're kind of like just trying to show everyone up, and that's just rude. Oh, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you like the whole black shoes. <laughs> Plus, you're a video guy. You always wear them black anyways. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that's actually a video a videographer's calling, I think. We wear black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can't see Edgar, one of these days we'll get a video of Edgar. He's always wearing all black. So. Oh, I already got a video of him. Black on black. Cut to a clip. Fucking mad shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a grape, dude. <laughs> I well, did a grape. There's lemon, there's carrot, and pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Well, we have a lot to talk about today, but I want to go a little bit further back before we get into all the fun stuff that's going on with your business. There's a lot of new things since we last talked. I want to talk a little bit in, about um, you first coming to Colorado Springs, first and foremost. I think it's a kind of a really cool story just because a lot of folks here are transient. A lot of folks from Colorado or a lot of people living in Colorado Springs are not from Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So br- bring us back a little bit of like when you first came here and 
a little bit about you know what year it was and so on and so forth. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you uh, subscribe to my newsletter, uh, you can read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just kidding. He's in sales have mode. you subscribed yet? No. I, I know you haven't because I could check and see. <laughs> but no, <laughs> question. The, one of the first emails in the sequence actually is goes into the story. Um, it goes kind of into the story of me me deciding to start living out here and. The reason why I decided to stay was because of a mentor of mine. We were at, up in Breck. That's what the cool kids call it. Um, you know, Breckenridge. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the first time I ever heard of Breckenridge is actually from a Daniel Tosh special. Um, he talks about Latrell and playing basketball and wondering why why skiing's not more of a urban activity. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a joke. Cut to a clip. The Winter Olympics are pointless. I'll say it. Are you kidding me? I assume the only reason we have them is so white people feel relevant in sports. Because other than that, the only thing the Winter Olympics show me is which country has more rich white kids? What's it cost to go skiing? $900 a day? Oh, I can't believe that's not more popular in the inner cities. Hey, Latrell, you want to play basketball today? No, man, I'm going to Breckenridge. Oh, Lottie Uncle Tom Da. Latrell's going to Breckenridge. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I had never even really been to Breckenridge, but I know I've known about. It, I knew about it for like ten years because of that one joke, and I was like, it must be a, a nice, rich, rich town. Six hundred dollars to go skiing or something like that. It's right. insane. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and my, my mentor, was, who was part of like uh, this program that I was involved in for videographies, videographers, and we didn't use the B word, which is videographer. We we called ourselves video warriors. Mm -hmm. And I recently posted uh, a. A friend of mine, Brandon Kirk, who sponsors this show, cut to a clip. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna cut. To, no more work. I'm not gonna. I keep giving myself work. I don't know. Why. You're the one that produces and edits the show. By the way, yeah. I'm like already two hours in of editing this yeah. <laughs> in the first five minutes. But but no, he re, he. I I reposted a memory on Facebook from like four years ago, and him he mentioning even calling me a great videographer slash video warrior. He actually said that because that's I was actually emphasizing that as. When I would go to networking meetings, I would always emphasize I'm not a video videographer, I'm a video warrior because I wanted to separate myself from just making a video, making a pretty video. I want I want I want to do that and wanted to do that, always making good quality, high quality videos. But more than just making videos, how can we fight for your business so that you're creating assets that um are long-lasting and, and helpful for your business. So fighting for your business essentially more than just a videographer, more than just someone who makes videos, but someone who makes videos and helps you grow your business essentially. And that's actually kind of funny because that's how I started my business and I'm coming full circle back. I kind of lost track. <laughs> what and year was this, by the way? This was 2019. And okay. that actually, to, to go back to me coming here, uh, started working on Fort Carson, the military base. Gotcha. And... Doing doing constructions, ba banging out a bunch of gutters, and we, call, we call, called ourselves the Gutter Boys. No, wow. we never did that. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I was I was already studying for my business, and I remember actually my my gutter boss. We called him the Gutter Boss. Um, <laughs> Who's we? I think it was just you, right? It's in my phone. Yeah. If he yeah. ever texts me or calls me, it says uh, Jay Gutter Boss. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I I remember even being on 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 the field. Like, yeah, I guess so. In, in the field. In the field, yeah. In the field, uh, doing the gutters. And I 
did one of these video business cards, which I now call a story brand video, for my gutter bus um, for not having to pay rent at my house that month. Wow. And so that's because I lived that he actually, me and my brother were renting out his house actually uh, in Kansas City and he owned the house. And so oh. we just stayed there and rented it because he lived in Nebraska. He didn't even live at the house. Um, this whole, whole convoluted story. But <laughs> but yeah, so I, I made, it was for practice too because I was actually just going to do it for free, but he ended up not charging me rent. I was living out here anyways for like three three months and and we were all we were all out here the crew was and so i made that video for him and i remember on the base i was running ads uh for the because we were looking for more more employees locally so, so that we can get it done faster bleep that uh <laughs> <laughs> this guy uh, <laughs> and we so we were looking for more employees so i i ran a facebook ad um that was like kind of look I, I made like some quick videos with my phone of us like on on the site and like on at at the base and it was kind of just like you know sign up uh if you want to you know have this opportunity for this job sure and i remember one person commenting on it saying that they, they were just thanking us for being such great guys because he was dying of thirsty or dying of water and we helped him out with like some water or something like that i don't know he was like he was parched he was another crew <laughs> For gutters, so it was actually uh, it's pretty cool that my targeting was pretty good, pretty spot on. <laughs> you know, kind of targeting the competition to siphon their, their. Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. I don't think. I, just, I think it's just. And this was 2019, so it was before 2021 when the algorithms kind of shifted for Facebook to you kind of want to just do more broad stuff so that the algorithms can figure it out mm -hmm. instead of in like very specific targeting. But I was I was pretty proud of myself for that. So. So just wanted to go into that story because because marketing and stuff and that's yeah. kind of what what Vement Visuals is about. It's more than just video. It's video plus marketing. In a way. So did you do vi so when did you start Vement Visuals though? It was like right when you're doing is that like the inception of it was when you're doing the gutter stuff and you're like oh, hey I'm making these videos. Mm -hmm. Obviously you have experience doing videos back yeah, in yeah. Kansas City and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But when when was the inception of Vement Visuals? It, it was February 2019. I know that because I remember drawing the logo for it then. Wow. And so it was before you actually came to Colorado mm -hmm. Springs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About six months before. And I had planned to start this business because I'd been doing YouTube and like learning all the videography stuff. And I wanted to be I wanted to be able to make it my career. So mm -hmm. I've always been entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, uh, mm -hmm. entrepreneurial. You should make you should coin that. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been entrepreneur and uh, <laughs> and I've always started like little businesses here. I was the kid in school selling candy and stuff like that, like my own candy going to going to Sam's Club and getting it at a discount so I can actually make a better profit off of it. And so I'd carry around a briefcase selling candy, you know, and I've always been entrepreneurial, starting like record labels and like all this other stuff and yeah. uh, burger delivery service. And I was like within like the first two days of me being like, I'm going to go find a video, a job as a videographer. I realized, why don't I just start my own videography company and do it that way instead of having to, you know, find a business. And although that would have been, that would have been great, a great pass. There's as benefits well too. for yeah. both. Mm -hmm. Right. There's, yeah. Cause think about it. Like you, you can learn, you get paid to learn mm -hmm. how a no run business does it versus exactly, yeah. learning yourself and kind of learning, going through maybe some of the, those crazy headaches that you might not, mm -hmm. if you work for somebody, but you're also learning at a much more accelerated level yeah you're doing everything right and i i probably wasn't even looking at it like that then but i i do look at it like that now it would have mm -hmm. been it would have been still a good uh opportunity to try and do it I, I did kind of try to pursue that like got on indeed and it was like 
or whatever that one i think it's yeah. yeah and i was like i don't care where it is in the nation i will find a job and move there like that's how bad i wanted to do and the where were you where were you working then like this in, is back in kansas. in kansas city doing the gutter stuff oh so you're there. doing the kansas mm-hmm. city okay so you, it was in kansas city where you started doing the gutter stuff yeah, then you came business. out here for a project mm-hmm. same guy mm-hmm. came out to fort carson you're doing the gutter stuff here and then you started doing some ads here and mm-hmm. so what was the time when you actually decided to stay here in Colorado springs because you came out here on a job but you weren't yeah, necessarily yeah. like looking to move here right yeah yeah so that goes back to kansas city actually when i when i decided to make it my career that's when i've i started searching you know like on youtube like how do you how do you run a videography business how do you do all this and then i found that group um and that group was hopefully like that was the intention of the group and it did actually help bypass some of those shortcuts when it comes to running because because a lot of the 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 main mentors in that group they were they were running like million dollar plus videography businesses wow. like yeah. in revenue like and that's they've had the, they had the battle tested methods and they were kind of like and it was a group of people that were like-minded too that were trying to learn as well too so you had your peers that you were it was almost like going to school for it in a way mm-hmm. and learning from the people and learning from their mistakes and seeing the opportunity because when i started the videography uh this when i decided to do want to want to do videography as a business i wasn't even thanking the numbers that they were saying they were like deal closed you know twenty thousand dollars deal closed like even even five thousand dollars was crazy because I was like I'm gonna charge a few hundred dollars you know make like all I need to do is make like a couple thousand a month and I'm good you know <laughs> yeah and and so it's like just seeing this group of all these people like showing their wins and also there was part of the group it was uh, mandatory that if you if you show if you said hashtag deal closed uh, you had to go in how you got the how you got the deal um what the process was and and like what the deliverables are like it was kind of we were all just being very transparent with our businesses um in in that group and so that group it was it was global like there was you know uh, a few thousand people in there it wasn't like a a crap ton but it was there was there was a decent amount of people who wanted to to take it as the career and make it make that their career and there was also people in the group who were already doing that closing big deals and it was like wow this is amazing I just it just lit a fire in me, and so I joined that group a couple months, well, like a month after like wanting to start my videography business, and then I decided, like uh, the the group is a funnel essentially for this product that they had for this course, and if if you like look at it like the big scheme of everything, there there was like a three I was like a three three month sales cycle for them if you think about it mm-hmm. going into sales I love sales as well too sales marketing video all of that stuff I love it mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, so it, like, I was in the group for like a few months, like just trying to absorb as much as I could before I decided I'm gonna do this course that they have, which was two thousand dollars, and it was a thousand dollar payment up front, and then thirty days later, thousand dollars. And I had never spent money on myself like that ever, like nothing, like that. I don't even think, like, I guess paying rent maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but never outside of paying my own rent, you know, like where I was, you know. Spending yeah. that much money on on it's a huge one investment, thing, yeah, you know, on something that's like not even like tangible, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's a digital product, <laughs> and so it's so I literally the day before I came out to Colorado Springs, I decided to pull the trigger. Well, it was a few days before I think actually, I pulled the trigger on buying the course, and I I bought it on a credit card because uh, I didn't have thousand dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't even know I could get a credit card that could have more than that on it, actually, to be honest, because I never had a credit card before then either. I was 27 and never had a credit card before. Wow. Some people would say that's good. Some people say that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, Anchor's 27, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 28 now? Yeah. 29? 
He's good. pushing thirty. He's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my. I'm also I have ADHD too, so that's that's. People <laughs> yeah. listeners gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> I think they know that by now. A little oh bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> At least the 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 recurring visitors. Oh. It's crazy though to think about. You know, you pulled the trigger on this, and then a few days later, you're here in Colorado Springs. And yeah, then, yeah. So what captured your attention here in the Springs? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you're doing the video stuff here, but like. What was the major draw to stay here? Well, I wasn't. I wasn't even supposed to come out here. the The person who was supposed to, I was supposed to like do like a supervisor role in Kansas City, so that way I could work on my business. Because supervisor meant everyone else does the gutter work, and you just go and check and make sure mm-hmm. it's right. And that would give me time to work on my business. I was supposed to do that, but the per, one of the crew members here, uh, they weren't allowed on the base, and they thought they were because they had warrants or something like that, or some kind of some kind of thing where they just weren't allowed on the base. So they needed me out here, and I was like, okay, it'll give me time to stack money and study this course and try to try to learn how to do all this stuff. And I went to one chamber meeting in Kansas City before that, and I hadn't bought the course yet. Um, it was at a pickleball place, actually. I remember it was pickleball. Pickleball was pickleball was pretty new. Yeah. <laughs> early days. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, so that. It came. I came out here, and I was when we when it was too windy to do hang gutters, or when like we had a day off, or any time outside of base hours when we were allowed to work. Um, I would just try to network, try to find meetups. I would go to meetup.com, the meetup app, um, which is pretty cool. If you if you're getting into networking, starting your business, check out Meetup because you'll oh, yeah. you'll find networking places that you would never even have been. Uh, you would just never know about them without that. And also searching Facebook groups and all that stuff if you're trying to go out and network. But outside of working on the base, I would spend all my after hours studying the course and trying to find after-hour networking events. Mm. Um, and that's when I was building my network up, getting to know people um, wh- while working on the base for like two or three months. So I was wow. already like... I met Brandon Kirk there uh, and while I was still working on the base. I remember he actually called my phone while I was on a roof on one of the barracks. And cause I was waiting for it. Cause I was like, Oh, I was waiting. Cause I was like, Oh, he seems interested. He was, he was a, a warm and engaged lead is, right. is, is a way to say it, but also uh, has become a, a good friend of mine, I would say. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So there was a couple projects that were, that one of my mentors, one of the guys who, who started the video warrior group, he was out here. He was doing this thing called the immersion tour where he was going across the nation and like, make creating video business cars for video business owners who wanted to start that and he would he would travel to them in his tesla that he just got i remember that because there's just a little detail of it and i like teslas (laughs) but uh he was just traveling around and he was in denver and he needed help he needed some someone like a second shooter and so it was a great opportunity for me to learn how to how to even create these assets these video business cards and like straight from the master he actually he trademarked the term video business card. Like he's the literal creator of video business card. Wow. <laughs> and, but the video business card, if you haven't heard, is just, just like a video sales letter, a video sales letter, which in click funnels is what they call their video business mm-hmm. card. Um, and he actually, I think he learned it from the click funnels things actually, <laughs> but he, he trademarked the, the, the term video business card. And, uh, so I was, I was, it's great, great opportunity to learn from one of the masters. Um, there was two French guys actually that we were doing the video for. I remember that because they had an accent. We went out to uh, the Rhino District. Is that what it's called? Yep. Or, or was the restaurant called Rhinos? I don't remember. Probably Rhino District. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Balenciaga or something like that. Or Balenciaga. Uh, it was, it was a French restaurant. 
um, or a Spanish restaurant. I was going to say yeah, French people yeah. at a French re restaurant too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but I remember we went after we filmed because I was just doing this to learn. You know, after we filmed, we went to this nice restaurant. I had never been to a nice restaurant like that before. I remember just, I never heard of like you don't order a meal. Everyone orders one thing and then they bring it out one at a time. Yeah, I never like had heard of that. Four course meal or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just really cool. And, you know, just that was, that was definitely worth just, just doing that for free I, on top of learning you know that was worth it already so I, I i learned that but then he he came out here again um because he was meeting with another video warrior guy in breckenridge and so that's where you know he he's mm. i got to have like a three-hour like session with him because we were chilling in a hot tub at this like cabin and i gotta just like learn like pick his brain for like three hours you know and just just trying to and because I I paid for the course, he he felt like he wanted to provide the value for me, and like the, the the it lined up where we were able to meet, and he was down to do that, and that was pretty awesome of him to to be down to do that because that wasn't part of the course at all. Right, like, there was no in person mentoring, like that wasn't what I was paying for, but I got it, <laughs> and so that was pretty cool. And so during that three hour like kind of hot tub session, he was like. I was telling him how much I loved Colorado Springs and how much I loved uh, this, the city and how much I just loved it. And he's like, well, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? Um, he didn't say that, but essentially he, he said, why don't you stay? It's <laughs> well, quite the statement for something he didn't say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's essentially what he said uh, yeah. because he, he said, hey, if you, if you like it here so much, why don't you just do a 30-day sink or swim challenge? And I was like, you're smart. That's why you're the mentor. And this is crazy. Like Mentors are so uh, – they come – in any shape and sizes, meaning that like this guy was 24 and I was 27 at the time. So he was younger than me teaching me. And I think that's a, a good lesson to, to take away from this is because just because someone is younger than you doesn't mean you can't learn from them. That doesn't mean they haven't done 10 times more than what you've done, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, don't dismiss young people just because they're young. <laughs> they may be stupid because they're young, but they're also smart for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I say that because this mentor did something stupid <laughs> shortly after that, but he still had like a lot of like still had a lot of cred credibility. People are very yeah. human still, right? Yeah, people are very human. People make mistakes, you know. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, and I, I don't I don't hold him against I don't hold anything against that. I don't hold him against me. <laughs> <laughs> Except from the hot tub. In the fine. hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I remember uh, that 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 night very well, and it was it was a fun, uh, it was a very insightful uh, time, and th and that was why I decided to 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 do that. So as soon as we were done with the military base, which was coming up soon after that little hot tub session, um, we it was September 9th, I remember the day exactly. I booked uh, I booked an Airbnb in Pueblo for ten days, and I remember sitting in the Pueblo Park cold calling like just businesses and like I remember recording that and then posting it in the group and it was like it got like lots of views because everyone thought it was so valuable to someone's going to expose like be so vulnerable because cold calls suck oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate cold calls but uh but yeah I haven't done cold calls since that day actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those but things. I remember I was like crap because not only did I not have that much money I thought I was going to get a whole nother check from the base and we didn't even end up getting that check and so I thought I had another like like there's like six hundred six hundred dollar check or something like that. I mean not even that much, but I still like I had like nothing, and I was I was like I have to make this work. Well, and a few days after that, I closed a deal with Brandon, um, and that allowed me to that proved to me that I can make this work because uh, it was a twenty five hundred dollar deal, and that was the first deal I ever closed. And I was like, oh, I'm coming out the gate, 
swinging, you know? <laughs> and yeah. like, and I was like, this is awesome. I actually made it work. Like that's what I was aiming for. And then it had been many months before I was able to hit that number again, because I, as soon as you hit nose, it gets harder and harder. And like you, your confidence, like that's why you got to watch out. That's why you got to qualify because if you're not qualifying, you're going to run into a lot more nose and that's going to mess up your confidence. And it's going to like, and that confidence is everything. Cause that's, you have to be confident when you're selling. You know, like if you're not, you're just gonna like whittle whittle your prices down, whittle your prices down more and more and more. And that's eventually what did happen. It happened a lot of times. And I was doing this gig over here, doing this gig over here, um, just not getting in front of the right uh, buyers, essentially the right uh, prospects, the right uh, target audience. And but yeah, I remember I closed that deal, um, and that was pretty exciting. And that allowed me to say, hey, this works. Because that was within the first week of me going full, full time, you know, paying for Airbnbs that I had no money for. And then then I realized I have a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> so I was also spending money on a credit card as well. And and like just a little bit of money. And I paid that off within like uh like a year or two mm -hmm. um like all that was paid paid off but then i accumulated more credit card debt in other places but that's a whole nother story <laughs> um but but yeah so that's kind of why i came out here and why i decided mm. to stay and so within that first week i remember being in pueblo for 10 days and then being out here for a couple days um i was doing a documentary for frank sinclair um we were going downtown um past the meters the <laughs> Good inside joke. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. And um, we were, we were downtown. I we were, I had already filmed this, and I remember I was sitting in my Airbnb on on the side of the bed with my desktop computer, like just on a dresser, and just on the side of the bed trying trying to edit this thing because I was just like, you know, trying to get it done so that I had some like proof, like some proof concepts, and right. some some I'm doing things out here. Um, and yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Like doing that project for, for Frank Sinclair, I actually think helped me close the deal with Brandon because it was, it was, uh, a video called Faces of Homeless, pop up link. Right behind me is the old motel that I was living at, uh, when I came here right before my homeless days. So I wanted to take you guys on a little bit of a tour of my life and my introduction to Colorado Springs this morning. So thanks for joining because we're going to continue this journey downtown. Grew up on the streets here yeah. and uh, moved to Cali, New York, did a lot of street stuff. And uh, But I came back 14 years old, built half this town, um, did a lot of time here. I screwed up, made yeah. some mistakes. Um, then um, got got 15 kids, all, all which uh, did, but four of them. Yeah. Faces of homelessness, and I, I was doing that one for free, actually. And I and I was just trying to get my name out there and trying to get, like, hey, this is the work that I can do. And I remember being at a networking event because Frank was showing everyone it. And Frank's, this is why you got to teach your clients how to use the video assets. And I learned... Just because even if even if you're doing it just for free, because Frank, for the longest time, he, he was sharing the Google Drive link mm -hmm. instead of instead of like posting it and then sharing that. <laughs> and so like 
I, that Google Drive link actually maxed out, and it, they they wouldn't send it to no more people. And Frank was like, "Hey, why is this, why is this happening?" And I was like, "Because you, you weren't supposed to send people that link." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then I just learned how to you know just got to educate the clients. You know, not everyone knows or even wants to know how to do all that stuff. Right. Um. He just knows it's a video, and like he knows how how people how he watched it, and that's how other people can watch it. So yeah, I remember going to a networking event. Uh, power connectors um, every third Tuesday at the Alexander Public House. Um, it, they're still doing it, and mm -hmm. I remember just people coming up to me like complimenting my work on that video. That was it felt really good, you know, and like that was pretty awesome. Um, and so, so yeah, closed that deal. Um, moved like Airbnbs like every every week for like a month or two until I realized this is messing with my mental health, <laughs> having to uproot everything and then go to a new stranger's place because I was renting out rooms. I wasn't renting out full Airbnbs. So there's other people coming in and out. Um, and so it's like just having to uproot and then find a new location, like pack everything in my car and then move to the next place. It was causing lots of stress and making it hard to you know manage. And right. so I was like, I got to start booking these out for a month. And then I did find out, I found one where I booked out for a month over kind of by your house. Mm -hmm. um, that's why every time I drive by, I was like, I lived here for a month, or I, I say I lived here before, because I did for for an entire <laughs> month with Marsha. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember I watched the Chris D'Elia special in that in that place. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy though, because if you're thinking about it, like everything you did was a risk. I mean, you came out here like, and you're you're doing a job, and then you're starting to do video, and then you're performing video for for free and then you're going to these networking thing and you're just like putting yourself out there over and over and mm -hmm. over and over again and i think a lot of times when you're first starting in the entrepreneurial world and you've been doing it already for a few years but like one of the scariest things is just putting yourself out there mm -hmm. without like that validate it's like that um confirmation bias of yourself of what you're doing and for whatever reason you kept doing it no matter what and i feel like there's a level of fear Fearlessness, but also just a level of courage mm -hmm. to do that. A little bit of insanity too, I think. Every every entrepreneur has to be a little bit crazy. So what what was that? <laughs> what was that drive to like? I mean, literally, like all the odds against you, and like, like come out here, mm -hmm. and not only like come out here like with essentially nothing, but like have money fall through, and then like be place to place and be uprooted, like you said, like every week, mm -hmm. and like still have the drive to keep pushing forward, keep driving towards your goals and creating this business. I think it's super inspiring, but like, what was that drive? Where does that come from? Uh, hanging gutters really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's, it's hard work. I mean, some people like it, but it was just every day of having to do that. Like I did it for almost a year. Every single day was just a day that I knew that I needed to do something else. And that, that just the pressure of that building up and also wanting to, to make, videography my career and also wanting to be successful you know like wanting and success is defined in many very very different different ways but success for me defined at that moment was running a, a business that made more money than I was currently making and not having having to do gutters having to because you're standing in the sun like 90 degrees you're on a roof and you're risking your life in a lot of ways because we didn't use harnesses. We had to on the military base, but at home on residential, we didn't use harnesses at all because wow. it slows you down and we were paid by the foot. <laughs> so if you can get more feet out, uh, you can get more money. And so harnesses means like you, you, you have these little hooks that you drill onto the top of the roof and then you have a little thing and you hook yourself on it and you, you're good. <laughs> but if you fall, you might like, you won't, it'll be less harmful than if you fell without the harness. And, <laughs> and we didn't use harnesses. So we would be on the edge of a house 
like like not hundreds of feet but like lots enough of enough to kill you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah on the edge of the house like i almost want to do it because you're like a gargoyle almost on the edge of the house and you're banging these things out and well, well if you're if you're fast you 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 bang it out and you're like if you're like carlton he's super fast your brother carlton yeah, yeah my brother yeah. carlton yeah. <laughs> if he's shout out to carlton he's probably watching this yeah. don't forget to like and subscribe you already liked and you already subscribed i already know it and you commented <laughs> probably too all right <laughs> good brother yeah 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 and um yeah you can you can bang it from the top of the top of the roof and bang because you have to like they're usually like these these long nails um or or they're screws, so you got to screw, lean over the edge and screw, Dude, screw, screw, that's screw, crazy. screw, screw. And if you're not on top of the roof, hanging over doing that, you're on a ladder, like a forty foot ladder, and then you have to go up the ladder and like you have to unscrew these screws. You have to go all the way down, move the ladder if you're too scared to to hang off the roof, move the forty foot ladder, which is heavy, like very heavy, uh, and then move it over like six feet, and then screw, 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 and then move it over six feet and that's just so that was an alternative option to like anything yeah, else yeah, you're yeah. like it sucked doing that and then i also was just wanting to make videography in my career and i've always wanted to have a successful business and so this is why success is a, is a funny thing because we all get in our own heads when we're in the current moment uh and if i looked back to 2019 i would consider myself very successful right now <laughs> but then like you know i think i'm i i in the current moment i'm thinking i have all this stuff to worry about i got this to worry about oh my god what's, what's up with this what's up with that and you know airplane peanuts <laughs> <laughs> they say for every level there's another devil it's oh, kind okay. like of like a whole other thing okay. saying it but it's the truth right like no matter like when you elevate like you're actually getting more problems probably mm -hmm. more money more problems yeah why'd you laugh Edgar? <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, i said oh yeah <laughs> We got we got an in in studio audience and it, his name is Edgar yeah. and Danielle from another room. Danielle's She's in listening room. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Well, on my initial episode with you, um, I was talking about like the moment in which I threw my first event. It was my own money and like driving there like four in the morning to like my very first festival, and I'm like, well, there's no going back. Like, yeah, that was it. This and I was like. At the time, this is, gosh, when we did this like two and a half years ago, my first episode with you, I was talking about like, you, like there's no other feeling than that moment. And then I just realized when mm -hmm. you're telling me your story, it's like, it's just a full send moment. Yeah. It really is like, that's what you've done mm -hmm. multiple times. So you've had that feeling before of like putting the credit card, you know, thousand dollar credit card, ring it up. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, no going back now. I mean, and I 30 days later, thousand dollars again on it. <laughs> right. Or like the, the Airbnbs or like whatever you're mm -hmm. like, you're always full sending it, which yeah. is crazy that to, you had that moment. And it, there's something to be said about that. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it's, like I said, peak anxiety, but you're like, your mm -hmm. excitement level is just like a little bit higher. Just like the weirdest feeling. And you can only do yeah. that when you're doing something that you're afraid to do, but you do it anyways. Right. Yeah. That you believe in that you, you have to have a bigger vision for that. And also being in Colorado Springs, it was it was a new city for me. So it imagine like, you know, when you went to Rome earlier this year, if you decide, decided to stay and then start a business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously different culture. They don't even probably have like the Fasolis, but <laughs> <laughs> They, I don't know. <laughs> probably not a <laughs> yeah. um, but uh but yeah so it's like different culture obviously a lot of we're, we're still almost midwest it's probably actually still is probably considered midwest is mm -hmm. it i don't know or is it considered yeah. far west i don't know <laughs> wild west um but but yeah it's very 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 close culture so that's a little different than going to rome and, and starting but it was still brand new and like when you're brand new to something you recognize things in your own culture that you wouldn't see otherwise like, um, 
skinny jeans or, or I don't know. <laughs> just so, you saw skinny jeans more in Colorado than Kansas City? There was just small little things like that, <laughs> like like painted on eyebrows. I saw, I saw that out, out here more than I did in Kansas City, but I don't know if that was just lack of life experience, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I just noticed it more out here and then like the, the frequency bias happened, so I started seeing it more. What about colored hair? Pueblo, probably. That's, yeah. that's all the, the painting on. So my, when we first moved here, the, my my folks always just said, why has everybody got colored hair here? Like, that was the big oh, thing. Okay. Here. Like When you first moved here? Yeah, well, I moved here a couple times. But, like, the my folks always made fun of it because we're from mm-hmm. – we lived in California and we lived in New York. They don't have colored hair. Like, that's not, like, a normal thing. Like, in mm-hmm. Colorado Springs, it's more – or Colorado in general, yeah, it's yeah. more of a predominant I thought it was more thing. of a late millennial, uh, early Gen Z thing. It's kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of both. It is definitely like millennial and younger mm-hmm. generation, but it's also like in Colorado, like it was tr- like when they first moved here, they didn't see a lot of people, a lot of piercings and tattoos oh, and yeah, yeah. colored hair. Mm-hmm. Like that was more of like a Colorado, like every yeah. guy kind of thing here in Colorado. That was like, if you go to LA, you notice the people with more flat brim hats. Yeah. Things like that. You know, that there's that like culture that like tatted sleeves and then flat brim hats like that's a very LA thing like, yep. even though it's everywhere but it's like you see that more in LA you know <laughs> well what's known for Colorado the man bun like, paint on right? eyebrows yeah maybe yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so true the, like, the Denver Nuggets yeah 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 Denver Nuggets for sure yeah, yeah man well <laughs> it's such an inspiring story and I, I thought it's important for our audience to see like the progression of what it's been mm-hmm. and, and who you are now because it's important people are looking up to you in the moment of like where you were in 2019 and they're not realizing like your story to how you got to where you are now. Cause people see you as a role model in this community. And it's, it's a, I've always thought it was one of the coolest stories, you know, yeah, just coming you. here with little to no money and <laughs> not even coming here originally to move here, but you just stayed here, like you said. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. Cause every which turn there was a huge risk and yeah. you just didn't care in the, I mean, you probably cared, but you, again, you might've cared, but the moment Blind of like, fate. Blind fate, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And it's it's very inspiring for people. Let's talk about more now about modern things because I know there's some new things that you have coming out. Beeman Visuals is in year, was it four or five at this point? Four or yeah, five? Five. Gosh. Five. Yeah, five and then well, the top of next year, four, right? Four years, yeah. Um, but yeah. February five. 2019, you said, right? That would be that would be the, the, the technical filed for business date is August 2019. Okay. So, but you know, I started it before then. So yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's so crazy. Well, it's been through a lot of different um, renditions and now you've kind of made a pivot, right? With it. Talk So talk a little bit more about that now. And this mm-hmm. is like the, essentially like the last quarter of this year is when you really started deploying it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's something, it's like I said, it's full circle. Like I said, at the beginning of the conversation, it's kind of full circle to what I was doing with the Video Warrior stuff, except now I know how to craft an offer better thanks to $100 million offers um, by Alex Hermosi. It's it's a great book. If, you haven't, if you haven't heard about it, uh, check it out. <laughs> start like If you don't know what to do with business, start there. Like If you're just thinking about starting a business and you have nowhere to start, just read that book six times. Just And also <laughs> read the PDF list while you're listening to it. Also, after every chapter, there's, there's a free course that he has on his website, acquisition.com slash leads or slash offers slash training or something, whatever, whatever it is. I'll put the link. But yeah, I would say if you don't know what to do when you're starting your business, that is a great place to start because he breaks down everything. Everything that I learned, that I, everything that I paid for in that $2,000 course is in $100 million leads and $100 million offers, except way more. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, yeah. it, it helps entertain all stacks of entrepreneurs from like startup, like entrepreneur, mm-hmm. solopreneur, all the way through like very advanced. Scaling to 10 million, you know, it's all the way to 10 million. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 an amazing re resource that I think everyone should uh, should utilize if they're looking to start a business. But what was where were we at with that? Why did I bring that up? Because we we're talking about the new branding and new pivoting of the visuals. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I I basically I've learned how to craft my offer a little bit better and make it more appealing, but also serve have a higher level of service when it comes to what I do. So it's not just creating that video business card, uh, which I call a story brand video now, uh, because it's it emphasizes the story of your business and it's about branding and like taking your brand and turning it into a, a video sales tool essentially um but not on not only that like on top of that you also get clips for social media you also get a video success guide so a step-by-step -step guide that will take you through what you need to do to make sure you're checking off everything that you're learning uh that everything that not not you're learning but everything you need to do so that your video assets are implemented correctly so that they're put in a way that they're generating the leads that you need like warming the leads in a way too um that's, that's why i think the best thing about the video business card is is the strategy with when it comes to warming the leads like say you have someone come in uh that is kind of interested in video you send them this or not video that's me interested in whatever service you offer right. um if you have a video that helps capture their hearts but also explains to them what they need to do to take action also what makes you different also who you what you're about and what your service actually is on a logical side um not just the storytelling emotional side um there's uh that's 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 kind of you want to make sure you're utilizing this asset in the best way possible so we have uh, a step-by-step -step guide that you also get with this service that helps hold you accountable for utilizing this asset and not just taking this video and then not doing anything with it keeping it on a google drive maybe <laughs> and you know so you don't want to do that that's for sure but um yeah, so there's the success guide, but then there's also the the post-launch consultation. So 30 days after we finish everything, we're going to follow up with you to make sure that you're see, see how things went with with the first 30 days of have of launching this asset, um, and then maybe potentially see are there any things that we can improve or make better. And so uh, that's that's essentially what the the brand story accelerator package is in a nutshell. Unbelievable. Well, the cool thing about you too is that I mean you're you've never been defined as a videographer in my eyes because you have, a, mm -hmm. like you said before, you have the sales and you have the marketing side of you as well. And so for like a lot of people out there, a lot of business owners, they just think of a video as a video. Like yeah. we, we've run through those, even in my agency, I run through that kind of thing all day long is people, they want these things, but they don't know exactly why they want it mm -hmm. or they just want something cool or updated or flashy or whatever. But it's mm -hmm. like, okay, so what's the purpose of having a flashy video? That's $5,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just want, you got to invoke like what the true, like what they're truly trying to get out of the video too. Yeah. And I feel like you have that mm -hmm. because you have the marketing hat on you all times. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want to make sure that, that these assets are getting results so we're optimizing it in a way where they can get the most results that's why you not only get the clips on that come with it um like you get the full asset which is like two to three minute video but then you get the clips that come with it which are little snippets that, that are built out of it but we also you get more more than just snippets out of it we're going to pre-plan beforehand so that we're making uh we're making advertisement videos mm -hmm. as well on top of that too and also i forgot i've added this into the package as well too we're doing photography on top of that so wow. so in in so you're getting because i realized i want to provide something that people can buy this brand accelerator package and have every marketing asset they need like when it comes to photos videos um and maybe even copy too i've i don't want to go down that far yet <laughs> but but yeah so just guiding you and 
holding you accountable to make sure you're implementing these things correctly. So th th someone's strategy may be different than someone else's strategy. Like maybe someone wants to run ads, so we'll tailor towards that. Maybe someone wants to just use it as a defense thing or as a, as something that when people come to them, they can utilize this asset right. to to help them close deals better. Like, Because the coolest thing about video is people can get to know you before ever even meeting you. Like, it automates your sales process in that aspect. People, people are leads whether you know them or not. They just have to know you. And that's actually Alex Ramosi talks yep. about that in his book. What's defined as a lead, right? Yeah. And... So in a, in a way to engage them is by having a video that allows them to to get to know you a little bit, get to know your service, your business a little bit better so that that way when you're on a sales call with them that they kind of have a good idea of who you are before you even get in a meeting with them. It can save time that way as well too because people may realize, oh, this I wasn't even trying to, to, to get my drains cleaned. I was trying to get a pizza. Just kidding. That's probably not what you were doing. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, like maybe someone like is, is an HVAC company and they're selling heat pumps, you know, and that's the main thing they want to sell. So you can focus on that aspect because the heat pumps is probably one of the biggest lever points for a, per, a person in HVAC. It's, right. it's way more than just, you know, going and repairing uh, you know, something goes wrong in your house, like the, the thermostat and like these small little calls. If, if you're focusing on selling heat pumps or like upgraded heat pumps, you know, that make your systems better, like you can create a, a strategy behind that with uh, the, the brand story video because maybe that's what you want to pivot in with your business and you want to just focus on, on those things. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so true. And it's not only like everybody out there, I don't care what brand they are, can use more video. I don't care mm -hmm. what brand it is. Literally everybody. Yeah. Because you're right. There's so many different parts of like the process of like building video, but there's also like internal uses, right, too. Mm -hmm. Training, tutorials, yeah. all that stuff internally. Like any That's what business. we did with Brandon. Uh, exactly. Videos, right? We did training videos and it wasn't even a story brand video. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and it saves a lot of money on the automation mm -hmm. side, rather than having like a trainer inside internally who you know has to get paid a big salary to train people. You yeah. can have that, but maybe you can have them part time, and you can have the video supplement what he would normally do. There's so much mm -hmm. automation that can be done with just video. It's it's insane to me, and so like mm -hmm. people have to. I think a lot of your job is also like educating people and like what they think a video is and what it can provide them as far mm -hmm. as value is concerned, because there's so much value. And so and, and video, right? Yeah, and it can, it can be hard to to educate uh, pe people on that, and that's why I think I struggled for a few years yeah. doing this, is because you know I you know like I was talking about the confidence thing, like you you get people who don't understand the value that you're you're bringing, and so it makes you feel like you can't charge what you want to charge, essentially, <laughs> and so it it can be uh, a struggle, you know, <laughs> because they're they're like. Uh, well, my cousin does video. Well, then go hire your cousin. You know, <laughs> like my, my nephew just started doing video. You know, well then go hire them because I'm not trying to deal with that anymore. I'm done. I'm that's what that's part of the pivot too right now is me talking to the right people, and I think that's important for everyone's business because um, I want to make sure that I'm t in front. I'm talking to people who see the value in what I can bring and people who are willing and ready to invest. Essentially, oh, I don't want to have to educate someone. I don't want to have to educate someone on why video is important 
I want people to understand that first. And maybe that's part of top of the funnel stuff. Like yep. maybe some of my advertisements are educating people on why video is important. And I, I, I'm kind of working on that in a, little, a little bit too. So that's the top of the funnel. And this is these, I want to talk about marketing as well too, because I've been learning a lot. Yeah, so a what's, lot a, what's a funnel? <laughs> Tell people what a oh, funnel yeah. is. <laughs> a funnel is how you put gasoline in your car. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oil. <laughs> what's it? Oil. It, Oil in your car too. <laughs> You're right. Not gasoline. Yeah, don't don't listen to him for any advice regarding automotive. You don't uh, put servicing. BBs in the tank. No. Oh, so yeah. you can when you turn, you can hear him slide around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Yeah. So what is a marketing funnel? What you're saying or a yeah, sales yeah. funnel? A, mar a marketing funnel is so basically there's people at different le levels of intent. In, in the sales process. Why are you fucking laughing? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. My dad just died. We just killed Bambi. I'm out here getting my ass kicked and every time I drive down the road, I want to jerk the wheel into a goddamn fridge in Buntman. <laughs> Take two. Take two, yes. It's good now. No, it's good. I actually think like we're... This is good. We we can edit stuff, and that's why why we can edit because we can cut things like that out. Like if on in Brandy's episode, I don't know if you noticed, but I edited the part out in the beginning where I messed up her name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. edit edit it out. Edited. I am okay. I it worked. I it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing with my hair enough that to, to just do it automatically. All right, edit that in. Um, I'm just kidding. I'll serve you back up. So what's what is yeah what's a marketing mm -hmm. funnel. So a marketing funnel is pe people at different levels of, of buying, like it's the buying journey essentially of someone who gets introduced to your brand. There's the brand awareness part where people are learning about who you are, meaning that they're, these people at the top of the funnel aren't probably going to buy anything yet, um, though they can go straight down to the bottom. It depends on the process. Um, so you want to make sure that you're crafting advertisements that target people at that level. So you don't want to create an advertisement that is for the bottom of the funnel that say the bottom of the funnel is people that are ready to buy and they, they, they understand the value and all you have to do is just close them. All you have to do is just click credit card information essentially. Right. Like they're pretty much ready to buy at that point. At mm -hmm. the top of the funnel, they're not ready to buy, but they may show some kind of interest. Correct. And, and, um, so you want to craft advertisements specifically for that. So say you have an advertisement that is, a bottom of the funnel advertisement, which kind of brings in those people as leads. Like you can't, you get their contact information, like all that stuff. That would be a bottom of the funnel kind of activity. And, but the top of the funnel is kind of just educating people like, okay, this is what video, this is how you craft a good video, you know, kind of explaining like, or, you know, just kind of getting your name out there. It could be, um, a billboard, uh, you know, like it, like, yeah, so that's kind of like video uh, warriors and how they got you into like the closed oh, Facebook yeah. group. Oh yeah, yeah, right? they had a whole. There was a whole funnel right there. So actually, I love breaking down this this the sales process of of the video warriors thing because it's an actual journey that I went through and I saw saw work. So started the started the buyer's journey for me of spending two thousand dollars on this course. It was a three month cycle. Um, I searched in YouTube, how do you start a video production business? Or how do you be a videographer? I didn't even look at it as a video production business at that point, I don't think. Yeah. But uh, so how to make money as a videographer, one of those terms, whatever I looked for, like how do you you know be a videographer essentially? <laughs> so yeah. Googled that in and then I found a YouTube video. It was the Video Warrior 2 video after probably searching through a bunch of videos. And then they provided the value that I needed to, he had a call to action at the end of that video, which was in the description, 
is my sales book, like is, is my ebook, which is like a 10 page, uh, 10 to 20 page ebook, which was basically taught you how to run a sales meeting. So this was like, okay, future pacing, qualifying, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, showing the value and, and then closing the deal, you know, like it took through, took you through all that process. And so I watched that video. I, I clicked the link, read the entire book from the back. I remember I connected with it because, and this is why it's so cool. Why you want to talk about little, small, little nuances about yourself is because people, you never know who might see that as, Oh, this is the reason why I like this person. He said in high school, he used to spend all his time playing Diablo two and doing nothing else. And I, I did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just a small little thing, you know, like he, he didn't have to throw that in, but he didn't because he did. I remembered that. And like that, that made it even more likely just a small little thing. It's not what closed the deal, but it was something that I think was an important piece. Um, he had a couple of things like that in there actually, um, that just like, I was obviously his target audience. <laughs> yeah. He, he knew who his target audience was. And, videographers often are named Andrew too. So just, I just noticed that a lot. <laughs> I see a lot of videographers named Andrew. It's weird. Um, do you not Andrew? <laughs> well, like the qualifying one is like a really big sales mm-hmm. process too. Cause like, if you're saying like, you seem like a really motivated guy that's really willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. Yeah. By the way, people who are like that by this, whatever. Right. So it's kind of, you like, you qualifies and you're like, yeah, I am this great, amazing person. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, that great, amazing person also, would take the video warrior course or wherever well, this, it might this be, is right? The sales process. So, so at the end of the at the end of the ebook, this is a cool part about the sales pro, the sales funnel that they had. So, first YouTube video in the description, ebook PDF. You mm-hmm. know uh, how to close deals at higher rates. I think that's what it was. Uh, how to sell videos at higher rates. At the end of the ebook, we actually have this amazing Facebook group. Um, click this link to join the Facebook group. And then you join the Facebook group and it had like, like three questions that you, so qualifying even more, right. um, to even join the group, you had to answer three different questions to show that you're serious. And the group, I think only had like two or 3000. Now that I actually remember, I think I said it was a few thousand, but I think I remember it was like only like 2000, 3000 people, which isn't very much, but yeah. it's, it's a lot too. At the same time when all of them are video people, like who want to start a video business and, or, right. or actually the, the Facebook group was how to close deals at higher rates not the ebook. So that was the the Facebook group. And I found that at the bottom of the ebook, at the bottom of the YouTube page. And then once I was in that Facebook group, that's all he really needed because um, when I was in there, I would be engaging in the things because you also introduce yourself when you first join the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. There's there's a whole strategy behind Facebook groups. Like it's oh yeah, it's it's oh, pretty, yeah. it's it can be very lucrative if, if you're willing to put in the work. But that's a lot of like if you imagine like I, that was one video. He put together an ebook. He put in a lot of work to make this thing happen. And like, you know, 2,000 people, $2,000, only like 10, even if 10% of them convert, like, you know, that's not even th- that big of a business, you know, right. like, it's like, wow, okay. He's putting in a lot of work because he was also active in the Facebook group, engaging on every post. Um, Marcus Rideout, actually, his name is Marcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I remember he was 31 at the time. And I'm 31 now. <laughs> so, wow, that's cool. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he was very engaged in the group. And I I would I would I would ha- every Wednesday they had like a, a a live call, you know, and like he would break down the sales process even more. He would he would talk about his story, you know, like going into that. And then so now so I guess you could say YouTube video. I was top of funnel. By the time I'm in the Facebook group, I'm basically at the bottom of the funnel. Like you know like. I, I'm pretty sure, but it still took a couple months of me being in the group, seeing all these things and like, oh, all these other people are doing exactly what I want to do and 
this course helped them get there, you know, mm -hmm. and that was the the thing. So in the in the video in in the in the group was the video or, or was the course, and so so yeah, and that's kind of uh, after a couple months of just taking in all the free info I could get because they would they would uh, do these live trainings all the time with other members, you know, talk to talk to them, and so basically, yeah, that's kind of how I got how I converted from top to bottom of the funnel, and it could it can mean any. It could mean anything, essentially, because every funnel is different, you know, like what the cool thing about what I'm learning with Facebook ads right now specifically is it's not Google. You don't want to treat it like Google. You don't want to treat it like any anything else because Facebook is very specific because of the amount of user data that they have is so intense. And also the way the algorithms are now, um, you want to create an ad essentially that has all the assets it needs for Facebook to work out who to show it to on what part of the funnel. You don't even have to think about that really anymore when it comes to Facebook ads. You got to know about it. I think it's good to understand that. But when you create an ad that has like, say it has three creatives, two primary texts, two headlines, it will mesh those together. And like you want to make, like if you do the t dynamic creative, mm -hmm. it will mesh those together and show them to, to the right people at the right time in their buyer's journey. So, so you may see, well, oh, one variation of this ad isn't it's, it says it has a lot of clicks, but they're not showing it to anyone. That actually indicates that it's at a lower form or a lower, it, it, they're showing it to people at the lower part of the funnel. And you want to make sure that your top of the funnel ones are feeding the lower ones. And it's just, this, this is really fun stuff that I've been learning a lot lately <laughs> when it comes to Facebook ads. Because I, I, I really dove deep into Facebook ads in 2021, right before they changed everything. And that was, my, that was kind of where I stopped learning because I stopped doing it. And so I, I spent like hours and hours and hours of time to, to educate myself on it at that point. But now it's 2023 and we're in a whole different world, you know, especially with AI and everything. Uh, Facebook's always been uh, a very smart thing, you know, utilizing AI. It's the most robust of all the platforms. <laughs> yeah. It has the most data, like the most, most that's why, data. right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's the most robust. So mm -hmm. it has so many different types of behaviors of folks. And a, like three years ago, people thought that Facebook was dying and I never, ever thought that. And like... I would say the past six months, it's rolled out like mm -hmm. more things than it's ever yeah. probably rolled out ever. Like advertiser, advertisers thought it was dying? Uh, no. Or just, just everyone thought it was yeah, dying? Yeah, just people just okay. doing social media management, things yeah, of that yeah. nature. But no, it's it's rolled out so much. Like on the, I don't know if you looked at too much of like the meta business suite or anything like oh, that, yeah. but like we obviously work together. So we're working hand in hand with a lot of these, these things. But like if you are um, building a business like do not forget Facebook whatsoever. It is mm -hmm. out there. And like Andrew said, it is very robust with people's users' behavior. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much going on with it right now. And don't miss the boat with it. Because he was even talking about closed Facebook groups. That's still a popping thing. Like huge. It's yeah, huge. It is. Yeah. And you did this thing four years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So And it was, people probably thought they were getting in on it late then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 been crazy seeing the, the evolution of, of that. But Anything else going on with the visuals? You've been working on this for like, gosh, a couple months now, just making sure and peeling back the layers of like what you're going to do next with the business. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of full on on it, which is so cool to yeah. see. Is there anything else on the horizon for vehement visuals? Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying no to everything else, but this brand accelerator package. Um, it's hard to do because I've already said yes to a few things since I've been saying no. no. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's cool because it puts me in a better position because when I say no or when I say no to these things I can 
confidently be like, I don't need this. You know, like, yeah, I, it helps me come off more confident, I think. So that way, like, even if I am doing something that would have been a no, I'm charging more, but people are still saying yes because they want to work with me and and that's awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's, there's that aspect of it and I'm not charging more to tax people. I just don't want to do those other things. <laughs> yeah. And well, so, your value has <laughs> gone up a lot. You've, I mean, you've earned your right to, to charge more. You definitely I also, have. I also charge more if you book before 10 a.m. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just because how I roll. But yeah, I actually, that I say that because literally, I literally just charge someone more because of that. <laughs> I mean, I have a story why I yeah. charge more in, in general. I was work. I worked at a company where I had over a hundred clients, and I had to constantly feed the big whales of my book of clients over the ones who would perhaps give me everything they have, but could only afford a couple hundred bucks a month. But yeah. if I lost the big one, that would be the biggest pay cut for me, or it could be detrimental mm -hmm. to other people in my agency that I worked for. And I don't want to play that game anymore. Like when I opened Recon, I wanted to have a select group of clients I wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. And like if I had a thought at 3 a.m., I want to be able to like have the individualism of my clients to be like, oh man, I was just thinking about this at 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. When you had 100 clients like that to one person, you weren't able to do that. You were just trying to stay alive. Yeah. And so like for me, I always worked on the premise with Recon of I want to work with established businesses who've done marketing before, mm -hmm. who have who have uh, yeah. established business with recurring revenue who understand that marketing is testing. Like mm -hmm. they are one and the same and marketing in fact is testing and then making informed decisions based off of data. That's what marketing really yeah. is. Mm -hmm. And so when I made that change, I had to say a lot of no's too. Um, but when I finally, or I got a lot of no's too, but once I was able to get those bigger clients, oh my gosh, so much better so much more individualism behind their their account because mm -hmm. I'm able to like think about it all day long as opposed to like manage 15 other clients, right? Yeah. You can provide that extra value. You can focus on them more and you don't have to be worried about being stressed because when you're closing those lower 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 paying clients, you're not only spreading out your your attention like you said, but you're also making less money <laughs> and, true. and that affects you <laughs> if you can't pay your bills, you know, you're going to be, if you're stressed about your bills, how are you going to provide the best service for your clients? You know, and that's just how, how that's just the game of life. You know, like <laughs> that's just how life is, you know, <laughs> and it's common in the marketing world. Like they always say, and, the, and anybody, I know this is like most client facing folks. So I always say like the people who pay you the, the least are usually the ones who are the neediest clients. Mm -hmm. You're like, how does that come to be? It just is what it is, you know? Some yeah. of the ones who will give you a lot of money, they don't bother you as much because they ex they already know that you know what you're doing. They have that level of respect and expectation already from you. Mm -hmm. And if you're blowing it out of the water, they're going to leave you alone yeah. by and large. And if they don't, by the way, they're paying you more. So yeah, they you also have it. to get You have to build to that point though. Like yeah. you, they're, they're not going to pay someone a premium amount who can't who who they don't feel like can fulfill their their yeah. needs right and that that's where the perceived likelihood of achievement aspect of Hermosi's uh value equation comes in people got to feel like you're going to be able to deliver on what you're trying to sell them and and funny enough if you're charging more that kind of builds that in yeah. like if people ex like they're going to expect that oh you're, you're charging more you must be higher quality. I'm not saying don't inflate your prices if you can't provide that quality. Right. But I'm saying that it it does allow clients to be in a better position when you're charging more. Because if you charge less, they're going to look at you as less. It's it's 
basic psychology. And Hermosi teaches that in the book as well, too. <laughs> yeah, they're like the professional versus like the person who's just getting started into mm -hmm. something too. Like yeah. the basic like photographer dilemma, right? Of like yeah. the photographer just getting into it will charge less, but you know, you're trying to help a friend out, mm -hmm. but you're expecting like amateur perhaps amateur results yeah. as opposed to like a professional. You should charge 10K. for free when you when you first start. Actually, like he, yeah. Hermosi teaches that in that book. Not only did he teach that, I did that. <laughs> I remember going downtown, Col not Colorado Springs, downtown Kansas City, <laughs> walking into businesses and then being like, "Can I make a video for you for free?" And people just look at you like you're stupid, and it sucks because you got to go through a lot of no's for that too. You got to go through <laughs> no's for free, <laughs> and it teaches you a lot of things though. But it's interesting how like. Yeah, like people will say no to you even if it's free because <laughs> it's not free. What it's going to cost them is their time. It's going to cost them the 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 energy that they have to put into making this thing that they don't even know why they're doing it because it's free, you know? So, but yeah, I think you build those case studies though from the free ones. That's what I did with the, the uh, Frank Sinclair's video, you know? I was building that case study so that I could show other people, hey, I'm working with this person. Um... And that just so happened to work really well at Brandon because Brandon loves Frank. So <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. relationships and everything is relationships, including when you're posting on social, right? Like we, what I've found and what I tell my clients is that like, they're like, why do we need to be posting and doing all these different things? Like, cause you're establishing like a relationship with the, mm -hmm. with the users. And by the way, they probably have to like you cause they're getting hit with ads all day long. We know as marketers, you get hit with thousands of ads every day, every single person. I know the number. I think I just learned about it. <sighs> It was the average person like sees X amount of ads a day. I it's can't insane. remember. Yeah, it's a lot. So though. what's Thousands. gonna make you different? Yeah. Like you mm -hmm. gotta establish a relationship with mm -hmm. the user. Speaking of Under Armour, right? <laughs> speaking of knowing numbers, did you see on the last episode when you when you when you were talking about how many decisions you make a day? Um, when I shouted out thirty three thousand, I was actually very close. It was oh, thirty. Really? It was thirty five thousand. Oh really? <laughs> I wanted so, to bring this up on this episode too because <laughs> I think this is kind of funny. I was watching, which I never watch. Gary V. And, well, I like Gary V, but I just, I just never, he's not in my algorithm anymore. Anymore. Yeah. He kind of, I, I got him back on my algorithm recently. But he came out, I think it was today. So I'm pretty sure you haven't, today or yesterday. Was he green? Was he, was he on yeah. the stage and there was green background? Yeah. Did you watch I it? I watched the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I knew you <laughs> and would. And now he's back in my algorithm because I seen on YouTube, like, yeah. That, pretty that, cool stuff. That was a good, good one. Yeah. But by the way, what he, he mentioned something that you took advice on once upon a time where he was like, oh, by the way, if you just have a podcast in your said city and you ask the, the the top performing dentist to be on your show, he'll probably say yes because everybody's got an ego and everybody wants to be on the show. Mm -hmm. And he brought up the exact same scenario in which you started the COS Business Podcast yeah, four, yeah. four years ago. And I thought it, it was kind of like a full circle moment for me because I've never heard him say that before. Mm -hmm. But then he brought it back up. I mean, he yeah, probably yeah. said it, what, four and a half years ago, whatever it was when he initially first said that, right? Yeah, and he, he specifically in the first time he said, Literally start your city name business podcast. Yeah. Um, this he time there was a little more. bit of a nuance though. I like the exact amp, uh, example he used for real estate agents. If you're a real estate agent, start a podcast and go interview the school principal specifically. Like that's a neighborhood thing, you know? So yep. it's like, he's so smart with how he, and he's freeballing most of these things. He's just been doing it for so long that he just freeballing, freestyling. <laughs> yeah. Off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the professional way to say it probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start a TV show called Off the Cuff. And me and Edgar are going to be handcuffed together for a week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We did have Edgar on one episode earlier. Um, no, we didn't. We had Mr. Whisker pause. Well, You're not supposed one, to reveal his identity. Yeah, they're one and the same. <laughs> yeah. I, Go back and watch that we episode. We can actually reveal his identity because his face isn't in it. So I, th I think you you're, you don't mind voices, right? As long as it's the face. What? <laughs> <laughs> Our producer, everybody. <laughs> I hope we can hear his voice in there. We can't. 
<laughs> you will. Now you can because that camera's close enough. Yeah. I know, but I have scratch audio recording on all three of those. Just in case something does happen outside of these mics, I can just use that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have Edgar on one of the episodes. We really do. He's the heart and soul. Of not the podcast, but just in if general. you haven't <laughs> if you haven't listened to the cat episode, definitely listen to it. It's more of a comedy episode, but it the cat is a business owner, so we we look at it, we took it as from that angle. So we were improvising kind of everything with a structure behind it. It was really fun to do. Uh, it was all because Edgar said earlier that day that we should do a podcast with the cat, and next thing <laughs> I knew, we were doing it. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My gosh. Well, before we start wrapping this up, man, like the story has been incredible. Like the things you've been doing now, four and a half years, you know, fast forward to today. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some, what are some like maybe some advice for someone who's starting up in videography, doesn't know anything, wants to get plugged into their community, say they're from Colorado Springs. What are some steps for them to get started? I, the, the first, the first step that I said earlier, uh, read $100 million offers and 100 100- million dollar leads yeah read those books and read them front and back front to back and back to front um just go over go over that material as much as you can as possible that is your course and there's even a free video course for every single chapter online for free it's so insane everything that i've ever learned uh through the video warrior stuff everything you can learn in click funnels it's all free it's insane <laughs> and like you can find the pdf for alex Ramosi's book for free. You can find it if you search hard enough. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. And then the, there's the audio. And the audio versions are free because he releases he releases it on his... He releases like uh, every chapter on his podcast. Um, the game. So, yeah, the game. So you can check it. If you want to listen to the audio version without having to pay Audible, go to the game podcast and, and listen to that. Because I'm actually pretty dyslexic, I found out recently. Um, I've always thought I was, but I... I, I was filming for a client and they had like a two hour session uh, with uh, a person who had been teaching kids with dyslexia for like 23 years. And so he was breaking down everything. And it's actually, it wasn't an emotional talk, but it was emotional for me. Yeah. Uh, it was insane. <laughs> I felt like, it, I felt like it, it was pretty, it's just emotional for me because everything was clicking so much. And also like if I would have had the right training at the, at, it, at the like the right intervention when I was like one in the first first grade not one years old but like when I was in the first grade if I would have had the proper training I could have school would have been so much easier for me and but I didn't even really know oh, I was crazy dyslexic. so yeah and it just yeah I brought up this the dyslexia thing because why because <laughs> <laughs> you're ADD that's why yeah, yeah that's why which those two go hand in hand yeah um <laughs> Oh yeah, if you want to listen to the audiobook because you're dyslexic, um, yeah. use use audiobooks and YouTube as to your advantage because 20 years ago we didn't have those kinds of tools. People who have dyslexia didn't have those kinds of those kind of resources. I've read so many books without reading any of them. It's insane. <laughs> I listen to them and I consume them. I remember I remember the exact location I was at when I was list, when I was reading uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad Rampart Park. I was walking Marsha around it, listening to Rich Dad Poor Dad. You know Rampart Park. Rampart High School? Yeah. You ever been there? Yeah. <laughs> rival school. Our friend Kim went there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would go to the the, the trail on the side of it um, where the, the ring the things BMX are. BMX track. Yeah, BMX tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's cool because that's one thing you get about like 
you get from yes. listening to books as opposed to uh, uh, reading books, you're you're usually in certain locations and like you can recall exactly where you were when you listened to a specific book. Sometimes I could do that with books though too. If I was in a certain place. Oh yeah, yeah. If you were yeah. in a certain place for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you're not walking a trail. But yeah. <laughs> unless right. you are, I don't, I don't know. I'm not that good. You yeah. know how clumsy I am already. So no. That's my not. best advice right there. I, I really think so because it's it's a blueprint for how to be successful in 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 any business and but if I, if I were to not have if I was to give advice that wasn't go read a book it would be let me think let me do a, a Jordan Peterson pause <laughs> he pauses for like 10 seconds and I I mean yeah, I can't pause for 10 seconds I can't even pause for one I know one that you did for <laughs> sure is you put yourself out there and you make connections mm -hmm. that that was big like a lot of people are scared to do that yes yeah and I was and I still am yeah like I don't like doing that that's good for yeah. people to know though right <laughs> like that you are still yeah, scared exactly. to do that right and you know I remember I yeah, I, it's gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> well, you're—I mean, like you were telling me about the first time you ever went to a networking event that you were mm -hmm. in the car, just like oh, contemplating yeah. whether you should just leave, like leave. It was Power Connectors where I met Frank Sinclair, right? Mm -hmm. And you didn't, and like, so like your life probably changed from going to that initial first one. Yeah, yeah, and I remember. Well, that was yeah. I guess that wasn't the first one, but for. Legacy sake, let's call that the first one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first one was actually in Kansas City when I did the chamber meeting, but it was like during the day, like it was like lunch and there was like hundreds of people and I was able to kind of like just stay on the sides. And yeah, it didn't, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I like perimeter watching. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So, it's, so technically that was my first one, but I, I remember the one that I, that was the most impactful was that one, that one night at Power Connectors. It was, it starts at 5 p.m. Um, it was around this time. This it was around this time of the year, which is October, uh, and so it was like already starting to get darkish a little bit. Um, and I remember like sitting in my car. I'm like, I don't want to go to this. I I had already I had already went to two other networking events where I didn't go into actually before that. Like in, oh, well, so you in didn't that actually yeah. go inside of huh? Yeah, at uh, Helencia. I think that's what it's called, Helencia. Where we parked at when we met with your mom? Oh, Hacienda. Go? Hacienda. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was yeah. like, who's Valencia? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. That, that means plantation. I looked I looked it up. I think it does. Is that right? No. No? Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. Resident Mexican over here. Not me. But what Edgar. does it mean then, Edgar? Mr. I know every Spanish word. <laughs> In English? Farm. Plantation. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They plant things there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I remember there was a there was a network meeting there and everyone there was wearing suits and like I remember like it was in the back room and I remember like peeking in and then like turning around and leaving. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the power connectors one I went to and that was that was a good one and um and then literally power connectors was on a Tuesday. Million Cups was on a Wednesday. Everyone at Power Connectors was like, "Oh, go to Million Cups." This was when Million Cups was popping. Like, yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It may it may still be popping now. I haven't been in a year or two, but this was when it was like really popping. One of the like, biggest in the country, yeah. if not the it biggest. It was the biggest. The yeah, it yeah. was. They bragged about that. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, and Claire every week, biggest one in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, he 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 was a big part of uh, growing that I think too as well. But getting it to where it was, um, so find community leaders yeah. too, like people who are like just in the community who are just doing things selflessly mm -hmm. for them, for the community, like a, yep. like a Frank Sinclair, like a Brandon Kirk, who mm -hmm. sponsor, was the first sponsor of this show, like those people like help drive through so mm -hmm. much for you in the beginning and give you like the actual like validation of like I can do this. That's a good. That's actually a that, that's a good. I could add to my advice 
on to that actually. So when I went into that networking meeting, when you go into a networking meeting, identify the person who was the the biggest in the room and go up and go up to them and punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> To show dominance, you know. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> go up to the person who's the brightest, <laughs> who shines the most. Who's and Frank Sinclair was that? He was he was chaperoning it, like he was doing the MC stuff. He was talking on stage, and like I just knew he, he was glowing the most out of everyone in the room. And so I walked up to him, went to him, got his card, and like reached out to him. And he was like, "I do have this project I want to do." And I was like, "Let's do this project." And I remember when we filmed that project, I had my nifty 50 and i and i needed the film it was so bright it was like daylight i needed to put an indie filter on it I didn't have an indie filter that fit my nifty 50 um and i remember having to tape the nifty 50 on with electrical tape and hold it on there so that when we filmed it and i remember frank sinclair telling me this, he was like this is going to be part of your story one day like and obviously i was doing it for free too so it didn't feel as bad yeah. but it did make me feel like oh i, I look shitty as fuck right now um yeah. saf yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, San Francisco. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember him telling me, "Hey, this is like this is just gonna be part of your story one day," and it is, you know. Thanks. Yeah. So even <laughs> him saying that's pretty cool. I mean, thinking about like the first maybe embarrassing moment doing your very first shoot, it's mm -hmm. free, doesn't matter. Like you're doing something like that that can be potentially very embarrassing for yourself, and then someone still being like yeah. encouraging, which he's like the chief yeah. encouragement officer of Colorado Springs, essentially. He is, yes, yeah, CEO, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. What's cool about like with, with my YouTube training and like YouTube training, what I mean is like how I learned how to do video. One of my biggest influences was Casey Neistat. And this dude just throws around his gear. Like if he had to tape something on there, it's because he wanted to or because it was convenient. And he wouldn't even think about like how this looks bad. Like, yeah, he, he has a really cool story of his first video client too because I actually didn't know he was a videographer. His first video client was like Bill Clinton. <laughs> like well it was someone in Bill Clinton it was, it, was, it was a wedding and Bill Clinton was there so he filmed Bill Clinton like like in the like in the late 90s or something like that so yeah so oh. he, he go put up clip the first gig that we ever got here are the list of people to interview and the list of people to interview were like Bill Clinton no. like you got to interview Bill yeah and we had this really funny idea our idea was that we give him a t-shirt to Bill Clinton, to President Clinton, that says, Fred Hochberg turned 50 and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. But we get there and his handlers are like, you wanna do what now? And we're like, we have an idea. And they're like, no ideas. She leaves. It's Her laptop's open. <laughs> yeah, delete, delete everything. <laughs> he comes in. Nope, good to see you, Mr. President. And we like, sit down and see. We're like, You're interviewing the president on the camera you bought when you were flat broke yeah, at like 16 yeah, yeah, years yeah. old. And she's like, I'm sorry, Mr. President. And he's like, Jessica, I gotta get out of here. And I was like, Mr. President, I have an idea. Here's the idea. And I was like, we made you this. And he's like, boys, I love it. That's You're great. recording? And we're like, yep. And he like one hit, one take wonder, nails it. Yeah. Like we played the dinner, everybody loved it. Fire. The president was there. Post conspiracy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Post Monica? Yeah. And it okay. was just really cool how he got that gig and like how what they charged. And like, it's a really inspiring story. And they were using crappy camcorders. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And they, they they were taping him, but it was also the late nineties. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's what it was, but it was, they were definitely crappy ones too on top of that. But, yeah. Which, yeah. So we, we, we think it's a good point to, to, to wrap it up. Yeah. So anything else, anywhere we can find you? <laughs> <laughs> this guy can't be watching this no more. We need a mic over there yeah. for all his laughs, dude. I'm going to put a laugh track in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got all of his laughs from that cat episode. I could just like, 
cut edit them into there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, vehementvisuals.com is where you can book a meeting. You can see my video business card. And I'm I, I actually I have a PDF that I might put in the description of this. And um nice. it's it breaks down the entire brand accelerator package. Um and there's on page five it has eight different uh story brand videos that I've done. Well, seven of them actually. But I've I've done over twenty five story brand videos and so I I have the experience. I can I can prove that I'm capable of of doing what I'm talking about. And that feels good because when I first started out, I was like, I learned the video warrior stuff, but never done it before. Besides trying to film my own ones for myself. And those weren't that good at all. Um, and it was crazy that I was trying to sell it to other people. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> oh, on top of that, just as a referral and testimonial for you, like you're someone who has a marketing mind, like at the forefront of everything you do on the video side. So if someone really wants to push their brand, you're not just a person holding a camera like you have the whole like again the brand accelerator mm -hmm. is talking about like all the way through what this is actually going to mean as yeah. opposed to I want a pretty video give me a pretty video there's so much more to what you do with it you're a person who's connected in the community as well Colorado Springs so like anybody who's local here like get in touch with Andrew he knows people um, in all verticals really yeah. and has really put himself out there for the past four and a half years to I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy to push yourself outside your comfort zone for that long and to create your own podcast, to create your own video company, to go to these networking things. And so you're just an overall good person. So I wanted to give you your kudos, man, for that Thank as you, well. Man. Yeah. And if you do decide to work with me on a brand accelerator package, I don't run the ads. I don't do the the stuff for the, like the other stuff on top of that. And guess who does over here? Like very good partner over here, Marcus Alvarado, with you as well. Yeah. So, on top of that, our services coupled together could be really powerful. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, get in touch with us. This has been an awesome episode, man. You definitely well overdue. I think the last time we did like something really like this was episode one hundred. One hundred, yeah. And, and this at, is one hundred eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hundred episodes. Yeah. Hundred eight episodes later, right? Hundred and eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, so <laughs> episode two hundred eight. So That's pretty insane. cool. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're really doing things, man. And any lasting things that you want to say before we jump off? Uh, How about you ring us out, actually? I. I, 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 I no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Christopher Walken. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, stab you in the face with a Saturn. Yeah. I can't do his voice. I could try it. Christopher Walken. I could try As it. Edgar just said. Yeah. I could I could try it. <laughs> Anyways, edit all of that out. Um if you don't <laughs> leave us a view, then you're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm improvising. Improvising. Okay, take three. Um, what's a good way to end this? Uh, should I tell people to subscribe or should I tell people to um, leave a review? You do whatever you want, man. I mean, it's this called it's called action time, man. Yeah. Or should I say? Did I already say? Oh, go check out vimavisuals.com to learn more about the video brand accelerator package. It's on there. All the information is on the website. You can learn more about me, my business, my video business card story brand video it breaks everything down although it's constantly being updated but yeah i think that's that's a good way to to end it awesome man um, yeah yes and please like and subscribe as well yeah or just do one or the other at least just one i mean just do one of them <laughs> if you're not liking just subscribe if you're not subscribing like it if you're not liking do both comment um if you're not doing that leave a review and if you are doing all of that we're going to send you five dollars
<laughs> the Google? Oh, I can't just do the giggle. It has to happen organically. I'm like the the frog and the w, the WB frog. You know the frog. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> they with the Budweiser frogs. What frog? The was up. You know what I'm talking about? The was up. They go was up. You don't remember that? That was from Scream. No, they that was par- from Budweiser. That's, no, that's that was from Budweiser. Not Scream, but scary movie. Scary movie. But they were making fun of it. Yeah. From Budweiser, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were making fun of it. I didn't know it was Budweiser that it did that. I thought it was like Pizza Hut or something. No, it was Budweiser. Did you know Pizza Hut was one of the first uh, websites? In general? Mm-hmm. You know, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> one of the first businesses to have a website, at least. If not the first. Look it up. Put up ever, a ever heard of Glow Nation? First e-commerce glow paint business of all time. Used to be one of my clients. They yeah, I did ten million a year. You told me about that on glow paint, or I heard you talk about it somewhere. Glow Nation. Look them up. I don't think they're around anymore though. But look them up. I think we talked about it on this podcast. Preliminary. This is gonna be the outtake part, by the way. This Mm -hmm. is this is the longest close of all time. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you uh, what are you doing this Wednesday? Yeah. You know why the end building was built? Interviewing Nova. So sturdy. Why was why was the end building built? So sturdy. So sturdy. <laughs> Why was the int building built so sturdy? <laughs> because of what are you looking at me for? It's full. <laughs> <laughs> Should we record ad reads right now? I've been, I've been using the same ones for like a month. I gotta eat, but yeah, we can yeah, do let's that. do that. Let's, let's go, go eat first. No, we don't Honey, you're hungry. We can recycle.